Welcome, sports fans. You have entered the man cave of the one and only Fan Man, broadcasting from his lazy boy recliner somewhere in the Vale of Paradise known as Valparaiso, Indiana. Sports fans, welcome to the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. And today, in this episode, we're going to talk about the great rivalry between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Auburn, the Auburn Tigers, right? Play every year in what's called the Iron Bowl. And this week, Alabama and Auburn will meet for the 86th time Saturday afternoon in Auburn. The Crimson Tide leads the rivalry with 47 wins to Auburn's 37. There has been one tie. Alabama is going to win this game because this year, this year, not every year, but this year they're the best team. The Crimson Tide have more talent. The Auburn program really is in disarray right now. Worse than losing starting quarterback Bo Nixon to injury, the Tigers are overall not a very good team this year. And I think War Eagle, you have to admit that a little bit. More than a few Auburn fans would like to see Brian Harson move on after just one season. How will the Auburn players respond this week? At least on defense, expect the Auburn players to rally around Derek Mason. To many of the Auburn players, the Iron Bowl is the most important game of the season. The Crimson Tide roster is filled with players from outside the state of Alabama. No doubt they want to win the Iron Bowl, but the Tide might be looking just ahead a little bit to next week. The game is likely to go One of two ways. The Tigers may fight hard for three quarters, keeping the game close, followed by a fourth quarter collapse. Another possibility is that the Tide gets up by, I don't know, maybe 21 points in the second quarter, and Auburn goes through the motions the rest of the way, losing by four touchdowns or more. Assuming the Crimson Tide defense holds the Auburn rushing game in check, new Tigers starting quarterback T.J. Finley will struggle. While the Tide secondary has been prone to miscues, Finley is not the type of quarterback right now to gain many advantages from those lapses. Plain and simple, the Crimson Tide win easily. But in this podcast episode, unfortunately for fans of the Tide, we are here to talk about the 2013 Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn. And um, that's what this podcast is really dedicated to. But I just wanted to set it up with a little bit here, knowing, and I wanted to put this podcast together this week because I know the Iron Bowl is this week. But, you know, I've got a, a couple segments on some of the greatest games that I've ever seen in college football. If you go back and listen to some of my um, podcasts, I do a breakdown of that great game between USC and um, Texas. Um, I also have the great game between Nebraska and in Miami, which Miami won a national championship with Bertie Kosar, that great game. Um, so this is my 
third segment of great college football games. And again, we're going to talk about the 2013 Iron Bowl, Alabama versus Auburn. It was the 78th Iron Bowl, as I said. It was played on November 30th, 2013, and it's hard to imagine it's been that long already where this game was played. It just seemed like yesterday. The game was played at Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn, Alabama, in front of about 90,000 fans. Um, you had number one ranked, uh, a number one ranked team and a two-time defending national champion in Alabama who were 11-0, 7-0 in the SEC. They were a 10-point favorite over number four ranked Auburn coming into this game. Auburn was 10-1, 6-1 in the SEC. The Iron Bowl was fiercely contested in 2013 with both teams ranked in the top five and a berth in the 2013 SEC championship game was on the line and potentially the national championship game was at stake. Now Alabama entered the season ranked number one and remained at the top of the polls for the entire season, rolling through their schedule with relative ease. Bama won all but one of their games by more than 10 points. Alabama was also undefeated in the last three years and 24 days in games played outside of their home field in Tuscaloosa. Their last loss prior to those 18 consecutive road victories came on November 6, 2010 at LSU. Auburn, Auburn entered the season unranked and did not enter the AP poll until the midpoint of the season. Auburn's season and triple option offense was defined by a series of come-from-behind wins and really miraculous plays. Auburn defeated Mississippi State in September on a late touchdown pass. The following month, number 24 Auburn came from behind to beat number 7 Texas A&M and Johnny Manziel with that win, Auburn surged all the way to number 11 in both major polls. Now, two weeks before the Iron Bowl, number 7 Auburn defeated the Georgia Bulldogs with a miraculous tipped Hail Mary pass known as the Prayer at Jordan-Hare, setting up the stage for a highly ranked Iron Bowl matchup. Now, entering the 2013 Iron Bowl with Alabama and and Auburn ranked number one and four, respectively, in the BCS standings. This was only the second matchup in the rivalry to feature two top teams and the highest-ranked Iron Bowl ever. So we're going to talk about this Iron Bowl. What a game it was. Commentators for the 2013 Iron Bowl was good old Vern Lundquist and, of course, Gary Danielson, his longtime companion, they called the game, uh, you know, for CBS, who was at the time covering SEC games. So let's go to the fort first quarter. Alabama received the opening kickoff and drove to the Auburn's 34-yard line with help of a big run by T.J. Yeldon and an A.J. McCarron pass to Amari Cooper. But Kate Foster of Bama missed a 44-yard field goal. Auburn's opening drive netted 20 yards and no points. Auburn quarterback Nick Marshall threw a bomb to Ricardo Lewis, who was wide open, 
but could not catch the ball. Alabama was then held to seven yards going three and out. And color commentator, you know, Gary Danielson at the time found that Bama came out of the gate tight. Auburn then capped off a seven-play, 66-yard drive, including a 21-yard pass to Sammy Coates and a 45-yard touchdown run by Nick Marshall. It was the Tigers' first offensive touchdown against Alabama since 2010. So three years went by before an offensive touchdown, but Nick Marshall um, ran it all the way in 45 yards. And um, it's just great to remember all these names We've already mentioned like Sammy Coates, Ricardo Lewis, um, TJ Yeldon, um, Nick Marshall, and the rest of the gang, right? So the quarter ends with Auburn leading 7 nothing, and um, really Alabama nowhere to be found really in that first quarter. So we move to the second quarter of the game, and Bama you know, then had the ball back. And running back Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, who's still playing in the NFL, got the ball to midfield with the last play in the first quarter. Bama had a fourth and seven from the Auburn 37, and then Auburn was drawn off sides, and now it's fourth and two from the 32 of Auburn. McCarron then threw an 11-yard pass to O.J. Howard, another name, O.J. Howard, with the tide, you know, now having a first down at the Auburn 21-yard line. Kenyon Drake then ran the ball down to the Auburn three. And then McCarron threw a lob pass to fullback uh, Fowler. And it's a touchdown for Bama. Foster's good with the PAT. And it's now Alabama seven, Auburn seven. And we're still in the second quarter. Auburn running back Trey Mason fumbled. The ball, and it was recovered by Landon Collins, another great name, of Alabama on the 36 of Auburn. McCarron then passed it to T.J. Yeldon, which moved Bama down to the Auburn 26-yard line. Then Yeldon ran it down to the Auburn 20. And then McCarron hit Kevin Norwood for a 20-yard touchdown pass for a touchdown, right? And Foster's good with the extra point, and now it's Bama 14 Auburn, seven, still in the second quarter. Auburn with the ball again, but was stopped at the Auburn 21-yard line. Bama with the ball. Uh, T.J. Yeldon now runs the ball into Auburn territory. McCarron's tip pass was caught by Kevin Norwood, who ran it to the Auburn 29-yard line. An end around to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, man. Brought the ball within inches of the goal line. T.J. Yeldon then ran it in for a touchdown. The PAT's good. And now Bama firmly in control, you would think. The score is now Bama 21, Auburn 7. Roll tied, right? But, as Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend, right? Auburn's Trey Mason, with a couple of carries, runs the ball down to the Bama 23. Mason again with another round down to the Bama 17. And then Marshall runs the ball to the one-yard line. And then Trey Mason moves it in for a touchdown. The Auburn PAT is good. And now the Crimson Tide's lead is cut to 
to 14, and we are at the half. Big, huge score there. Uh, go War Eagle, right? So we're at halftime. It's 21 for Alabama, 14 for Auburn, and we move to the third quarter. Now at the half, Gus Malzahn was interviewed and said, if it's close in the fourth quarter, he likes their chances. Nick Saban, who didn't like those sideline interviews, you know, going into the tunnel, said, we need to catch the ball better and need to play with more energy and enthusiasm. Interesting comments by Nick Saban. Auburn receives the kickoff down by seven. And Trey Mason, with a run, moves the ball into Alabama territory. Gus Melzahn then speeds up the no-huddle offense to confuse Alabama. Marshall with the pass to Quan Bray down to the Bama 35-yard line. Mason runs for five yards down to the Bama 30. And then Mitchell throws a pass to Bray down to the 22. Mason with another run brings it down to the Bama 15. And then Marshall with a keeper brings it down to the Bama 13. Marshall then hits tight end uh, C.J. Ozama. Big play there for Nick Marshall. It was a clinical 69-yard drive for Malzahn. That pass uh, to the tight end for a touchdown. Awesome. The PAT was good, and now we have a tie game. Alabama-Auburn, 21-21. So so Auburn down 21-7 in the second quarter, comes back with two scores and ties the game 21-21, and we're still in the third quarter. Later in this third quarter, McCarron, A.J. McCarron, the quarterback for, you know, Bama, was on his own one-yard line, and on third and one, threw a deep pass from the Bama end zone to Amari Cooper at midfield. What a play that was. McCarron then scrambles down to the Auburn 34. T.J. Yeldon, Picked up a first down on a run down to the Auburn 22. And this is a pretty solid drive right now for Bama. McCarron then on third and down scrambles and picks up a first down to the Auburn 11. And that basically ends the third quarter. And we are tied. Bama 21, Auburn 21. Auburn holds Alabama to no points in the third quarter. And now we're in the fourth quarter, but Alabama's drive. Alabama's drive came to a halt, however, throwing two incomplete passes and then had a false start penalty that moved them back five yards, uh, nullifying the first successful field goal attempt of the game by Cade Foster. And then Foster misses a 33-yard field goal that was his second miss of the game. And it's tough when you're uh, an Alabama field goal kicker and you're kicking in the Iron Bowl and you're missing field goals, right? Later in the quarter, an Auburn punt was down at the Bama one-yard line. And this was the second time this happened in this game. So the special teams were working for Auburn. But then McCarron threw a 99-yard touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. It was an out-and-up. The pass was about 36 yards, and Cooper ran you know, the other 64 yards. An unbelievable play. Shocking, shocking play. It shocked the it shocked Auburn, all of their fans. You know, the fans of you know, Alabama fans are going crazy right now. The extra points good, and it is now Bama twenty-eight, 
Auburn 21 with 10.28 remaining in the game. Now, after a 4th and 1 miss by Auburn in Auburn territory, Alabama has the ball again and the momentum. And the momentum right now. TJ Yeldon runs the ball down to the Auburn 22 yard line with 8 minutes left on the clock. Yeldon again runs it to the 15 of Auburn, this time with 7.28 left with a 7 point lead. And make no mistake about it right now, the Tide have all the momentum. The Tide are, in fact, rolling. But, but, War Eagle stopped Bama on a third and one. Nick Saban's decision to go for it, maybe because Foster had missed two field goals in the game, uh, you know, McCarron then hands the ball off to Yeldon, who was stopped in his tracks. And that was a fourth and one. So he stopped in his tracks. Auburn gets the ball back at, you know, on their own 14-yard line. Down by seven with 5.38 to play in the game. But Auburn was forced to punt deep in their end zone. Bama's Christian Jones runs the punt back 19 yards to the Auburn 24-yard line. Bama has the ball at the 24-yard line. Up by seven. McCarron passes to Amari Cooper down to the Auburn 18. It's now third and two. Check this out. Third and two from the Auburn 18 with 319 remaining in the game. And Alabama has a seven-point lead. I know no one, no Alabama's fans right now are listening to this podcast. But anyway, I'm going to continue. However, there was a holding call on O.J. Howard which backed up Alabama to the 27 of Auburn and set up a third and 12 for Alabama. McCarron went back to pass and was hit as he threw the ball for an incomplete pass. And here comes Foster for Alabama to set up for another field goal. This time, it was blocked by Auburn. On top of the missed kick, it was a, there was a personal foul on Alabama. So Auburn... Set up shop on the Auburn's 35-yard line, down by seven, with two minutes and 32 seconds remaining in the game. What a game this was. Auburn then had a third and two from their own 43, with one minute and 43 seconds remaining in the game. But Trey Mason picked up the first down. Auburn's now at the 48-yard line, their own 48 with 129 left in the game, down by seven. Trey Mason again runs it to the 48-yard line of Bama. We are now under a minute to play, and Auburn has the ball on the Bama 43-yard line. Another run from Mason gives Auburn a first down with 47 seconds to play at the Bama 39-yard line. Auburn down by seven. This is, this is some finish. With 42 seconds remaining, the Tigers scored on a 39-yard touchdown pass from Marshall to Sammy Coates. What a play by Marshall. Looked like he was going to run and then saw Sammy Coates open and hit him for the TD. The amazing triple option working again to perfection for Gus Malzahn. And uh, 
what a drive that was. They kind of lulled Alabama into 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 sleeping there because they kept handing it off to Mason with the you know Mason kept running and running and then he hits on that option play hits uh, Sammy Coates for the touchdown. The PAT is good by guess who Cody Parkey. <laughs> it's Alabama twenty eight Auburn twenty eight, and the Alabama fans are stunned. The Auburn fans are going out of their mind. Right, twenty eight to twenty eight, a short kickoff. By Auburn gives Bama the ball at their own 29 with 25 seconds to play in a tie game. Bama has two timeouts. McCarron's under pressure, had to throw it away for an incomplete pass. So now it's 16 seconds remaining in regulation. Bama 28, Auburn 28, and Bama, you know, in their own territory. McCarron then hands it off to TJ Yeldon, who brings the ball to the Auburn. 38-yard line. Wow. On the ensuing possession, with seven seconds left in the game, Alabama uh, runs you know, to Auburn's 38-yard line. It was amazing. T.J. Yeldon was knocked out of bounds by Chris Davis while the game clock expired. And we thought the game was over. Everybody thought the game was over. But Saban argued that Yeldon had stepped out of bounds with one second left in regulation. Saban's argument was validated by the instant replay officials, who then put one second back on the clock. Wow. Some crazy stuff going on, right? Then rather than taking a knee and going into overtime, Alabama, who had no luck all day long, you know, in the kicking game, attempted to win the game with a 57-yard field goal by Adam Griffith, a redshirt freshman, and Auburn took a timeout. Auburn's defensive coordinator, Ellis Johnson, doubted Alabama could make such a long field goal and suggested that a defensive back stand in the end zone with the potential to return a missed field goal. Well, good old Gus Malzahn then put Davis um, back there. Chris Davis, right? Who doubled as Auburn's punt returner, was in the end zone for the return in the event of an Alabama short field goal attempt. Well, as the field goal attempt fell short, Davis fielded the ball nine yards deep in the end zone, turned the corner, and ran down the sideline, with Alabama's field goal unit being made up mostly of big offensive linemen. Davis ran all the way into the end zone to win the Iron Bowl, and the final score, Auburn 32, Bama 28, Chris Davis's play is now known forever as the kick six. Amazing. It was unofficially the longest missed field goal return in NCAA history, tying a 109-yard return earlier in the 2013 season by Odell Beckham of LSU. However, Chris Davis was only credited with a 100-yard return. Uh, unlike the NFL, the NCAA does not count yardage inside the end zone. The game, which was televised by CBS, CBS posted a 11.8 television rating during the final hour, half hour of the game, which was the highest rating ever achieved during a college football broadcast at that time. Some sports writers have argued that Chris Davis's return 
is the single greatest moment in college football history, and we've had so many, but this one obviously is right up there. Now, some of the stats coming out of this game are truly amazing. Alabama failed to score on six of their last seven drives as they lost their first road game in over three years. Alabama also missed four field goals in the game. Alabama quarterback McCarron finished with 277 yards passing and three touchdowns. Um, While Auburn's Marshall completed 11 passes for 97 yards and two touchdowns, rushing for 99 yards and a third touchdown. Neither one of the quarterbacks, McCarron or Marshall, threw an interception in the game. Alabama's Yeldon rushed for 141 yards and a touchdown. Running back for Auburn, Mason amassed 164 yards and one touchdown for the Tigers. The most rushing yards for a single player against Alabama in 2013. Amari Cooper caught six passes in the game for 178 yards for the Crimson Tide. This game, this Iron Bowl, the 2013 Iron Bowl, had ramifications that year for college football. Auburn's win not only ended Alabama's bid for a third straight national title, but vaulted Auburn to third in the BCS standings. The Auburn Tigers beat Missouri 59-42 in the SEC championship game. After number two, Ohio State's loss to Michigan State in the Big Ten championship game later that same day, following the SEC championship, Auburn moved into the second place and secured a place in the BCS national championship game, but losing eventually to Florida State 34-31. Auburn's loss in that game ended the SEC streak of six, seven, uh, uh, streak of seven national championships. Auburn's Gus Malzahn won the SEC Coach of the Year award and received a six-year deal worth three point eight million per year, which was a lot of money in two thousand and thirteen. It's still a lot of money, right? Alabama's A.J. McCarron and Auburn's Trey Mason were were 2013 Heisman Trophy finalists, but the award eventually was won by uh, Florida State quarterback Jameis Winston. In the postseason, Alabama lost to the Oklahoma Sooners 45-31 in the 2014 Sugar Bowl. And um, amazing. Some of the things that resulted, you know, as a result of this Iron Bowl. And one year after the game, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, and Fox Sports referred to this game as the Kick Six. The Kick Six. Well, the Kick Six, the Kick Six was the final play of the 78th Iron Bowl. Um, and it will always be known as the Kick Six. And we can only hope this weekend we have an iron ball that maybe can come a little close. We're never going to recreate this game, but maybe we'll have an iron ball that will have lasting memories. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. 
Check out our Twitter page at the underscore fan underscore man underscore and tell me what you think.